0: It is Monday, July the 26th, 2021. Fly over live number three. My name is Adam. I'm Sean. And Sean's on the... Oh, I flipped you. You're on this side now. We're gonna... Yeah, whatever. That's fine. We'll mix it up. Cool. It's
1: new thing. Let's try new things, Adam.
0: <laughs> like like TikTok. Um, yeah. Sean got me on TikTok and it's... Uh, oh boy. Well, we'll talk about that later, but it's been an experience. Hole, rabbit hole. And yeah, we've been... We've been having some TikTok conversations, so I never thought I would join TikTok, but now I'm there. Uh, of course, we uh, I guess I'll, I'll pop it up on the screen here. There's a couple ways uh, that you can find the show. Um, there's our there's our Twitter handle, Sean is at FlyoverSean. <clears throat> I am at AdamuIowa on the Twitter. And then of course, you can find us on the YouTube, flyoverpolitics.live, that takes you right to the YouTube channel. You can subscribe, give us some likes, give us some love. And we are just about caught up with some prior episodes that we recorded earlier this year, which is why we're doing these live episodes to kind of, kind of get caught up. And once we get caught up, we'll be doing this in regular rotation with uh, with more episodes. But uh, we appreciate the support. We're also uh, we're now on TikTok too, thanks to Sean. I, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But at Flyover Politics on TikTok now. And uh, Sean Sean, if anything, I remember last week we were talking about this. You were talking about. How you just like show up to this show and turn the microphone on, but Sean's like taking the ball and running with it with with TikTok. I have nothing to do with that. So
1: smash my face into uh, my phone long enough and it
0: works. (laughs) It's working out really nice. So uh, we're going to get to some of that stuff later on the show, but we Mm -hmm. wanted to have a guest join us this week. We it's been a while. We usually I think our last guest was was it was it Ashley Ashley Van Orney yeah. Council member Ashley Van Orney, which we will be getting back on the show very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to get another guest on. I, I I think I'd mentioned this to you when we were doing an episode. I was driving around uh, Solon, and I kept seeing this this dude's signs everywhere. And he was uh, I've been following our guest for a while. He, you actually exposed me uh, to our guest tonight through Twitter and been following this, this guy. Very fascinating. And then I saw that he was getting back into politics <clears throat> locally in Johnson <throat> County, which is just south of us. And I was really fascinated. I really want um, <clears> to <throat> talk to this guy about, you know, just just like what did what you know? We we talk so much about, you know, uh, politics on a national level and what it's like to run for office. And a lot of those people get a lot of attention just because of the nature of the media and how Twitter works yeah. and social media. But I wanted to uh, to talk to our guest tonight just to to get an idea of what it's like uh, on a local level. And our guest tonight is uh, John Green, supervisor John Green now of Johnson County so we'll bring John into the fold here. Uh John, how are how are you doing this evening, sir?
2: Well, other than it being a uh, way the hell too hot and humid and the bugs are thick as a carpet around here, otherwise I'm doing pretty well.
0: <laughs> how good. You how you doing? We're good. We're good. Fantastic. We're good. Thank you for joining the show and uh Pleasure. We have some uh, some people joining us live here too, so if you guys have any comments for John feel free to uh chime in and we'll pop those up on the screen, but so, uh, Sean has a laundry list of topics that he kind of wants to talk about tonight with you. But the the first thing uh, that we kind of wanted to get into with you was, at least I did. I guess I'll 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 blow Sean's cover to to start the interview really quick. But Sean Sean has these like really like deep political. Sean did a lot of you. prep, but I'm gonna
1: fucking wing it. Let's go.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna wing it. I- <laughs> i've 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 like i've followed john on twitter for so long. i'm like i feel like i could just talk to this dude but the one thing that i i think stood out the most to me and I, it, I, it was getting noticed too in a lot of like the media coverage when you were running for office was like the dude with the cowboy hat and you've kind of like leaned into that it's not i don't even want to call it a brand it's just like who you are and i was looking at your bio um where i think it said you were originally from wyoming if i'm correct um and so you just it's kind of like this wyoming vibe but it's in johnson county johnson county iowa uh, johnson county iowa and but it's not not to say that not all parts of johnson county are like that but there's definitely like you know the more stereotypical liberal side with the university Mm -hmm. of iowa and then the you know there's obviously some more broader areas like in solon that i've been out to but it obviously that's not a conscious decision on your part that's just kind of like who you are you just tossing a cowboy hat and, and now you talk politics.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess you could call it a shtick, but, uh, I kind of feel naked without it anymore. So, (laughs) you know, take it off the shower, I guess. Ah,
0: (laughs) That'd probably be a good thing. Absolutely.
2: Well, you know, some folks get a little bit sideways about it. Uh, you know, mores and, uh, etiquette and stuff is kind of fluid and some people get chapped when I don't take it off going in indoors or whatever. But at this point I really do feel like an idiot if I'm not wearing it. but I feel like an idiot anyway, but it's, uh, if I'm Linus, this is my security blanket. <laughs> yeah, that, that works.
1: Now a- Adam mentioned that you, you're, you're, you're from Montana. Now you live in Lone Tree. Um, and you were mayor of Lone Tree. Can you give us like a little bit of history? Cause Um, one of the things that you're doing, we've, we've heard about, or I've heard about being involved in politics is that, uh, the democratic party specifically liberals and leftists need to bridge the gap between what are traditionally our city strongholds and rural communities who it's not that our message is incompatible with rural communities. It's just not communicated correctly. So could you give us a little bit of your history. And then I'd like to go into that messaging and how we, how we take that messaging out, uh, to rural communities. Sure. And, and, and I don't even know that it's so much a messaging
2: thing as it is the messenger. Hmm. Uh, the last time there was a supervisor from this portion of the county Lone tree where I live is in the Southeast boot heel of Johnson County. Uh, the last time we had a supervisor from south of Iowa City, basically, was 68 to 72. And I know that, you know, by virtue of me living down here in the big twig, it's not going to solve all of that. But it's still, you know, it's been like six or seven weeks since I've gotten sworn in. And it's been mm-hmm. immediately clear that, that people appreciate having somebody who doesn't live you know, not all the rest of the supervisors live in Iowa City proper, but they live in the metro area, and right. and people just appreciate having somebody who brings a little different perspective. Uh, some of the other supervisors have got, honestly, they've got, you know, more uh, farming bona fides than I do. The chair, Pat Hyden, she grew up on a farm outside of Denison, Western Iowa, Rod Sullivan, uh... Is from the Sutliff area originally but you know I live out here now and that background I know having talked to both of them is important to them and informs what they're doing but at the same time they run in different circles than I do they talk to different people and by virtue of me being a strange man in a silly hat different folks are also comfortable coming up talking to me that otherwise might find you know more urban dwellers a little bit more difficult to approach. And so that's been helpful in terms of the messaging. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly messaging is something that Democrats, uh, are deficient in, uh, we don't have the message discipline. We don't have the discipline in general of the Republicans because, uh, we give a shit, you know, we want to do good policy. We want to do good, good politics, which means, that making the sausage is kind of an ugly pain in the ass. But at the same time, the Republicans, by dint of the fact that, you know, they just want a uh, regular will to power stuff, that they are much more disciplined than we are. ectorally uh, that has paid dividends for them. And one of the things that I constantly wrestle with is, you know, how do we balance those things?
1: How, like, what do you mean, uh, the message discipline or the, obviously not the caring, right? Do you mean like right. the balancing caring and then the messaging of like a strong message? Yeah, like, I mean. That that through line of messaging, is that what you mean?
2: I, I I guess the best way that I could put it is Republicans are very good at campaigning and then they don't give a shit about governing. You know, they're vandals. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, All all that they're interested in is what is the nearest cog that I can, you know, drive a wedge into and blow the whole works up. Whereas Democrats, broadly speaking, you know, we actually want to get shit done. And that's difficult. Uh, Government works slow in the best of times by design. And that's frustrating. And then you look around at all of the, you know, crises that we're facing whether it be climate, whether it be COVID, whether it be inequality and racism, you know, these are not simple things to fix. If they were simple, somebody else would have fixed them by now, right? <laughs> uh, right. But, it, but it's like, it, it takes difficult work and patience uh, to figure out the best way to move forward. And I get it. It's fucking frustrating. I, you know, I show up, I do the job, like I said, for six or seven weeks now and everything moves so slowly but it has to because that's the way that democracy works we have to ensure that we're listening to everybody that we are being open you know my background is in journalism i've worked in newspapers and radio i take open meetings transparency that sort of stuff i take that damn seriously and Mm -hmm. so you do have to move at a pace where it invites participation from everybody and something that we frankly need to do a better job of in Johnson County and I'm, I'm happy to see that we're making progress but we've got a lot more, a lot further to go is too often politics is the domain of the connected and we mm-hmm. need to go out proactively and find people who have given up on us, understandably so in many cases Uh, because too frequently you do have to know the right people. You do have to know how Robert's rules of order work in order to be effective in meetings and stuff. And that's all to the, that's all to the good. You know, we need to be able to run meetings in a way where everybody has an opportunity to participate and their structure and whatnot, but then at the same time. I look over uh, west of us to Des Moines, uh, the way that they're running their city council meetings out there, that's horrific. Uh, I,
1: uh, like The structure so, gives a common language, but when you use it to an extreme, it excludes people. Like If you don't oh, know how to use the language, you don't know how to engage and voice your concerns. Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that I was impressed with, was your platform. And, and um, I am a uh, Krat. Uh, I have voted for Bernie twice. I, I follow Bernie. And Bernie gave you an endorsement as you ran for, for county supervisor, which was a pretty, um, I don't want to say unheard of thing, but it was a pretty, um, that was well earned. And uh, something that, that he doesn't do terribly often at a county level. i hope so yeah i
2: i I hope it was well earned i mean
1: yeah and what what was it about the platform you were advancing in in johnson county that that spoke to people that earned bernie's endorsement and then um yeah if you could speak to that for a minute tell me tell us about your platform because you you listed off a few of them uh Mm
3: anti-racism
1: uh poverty inequality could you tell us about your platform what what was it that, that drew you to Johnson County Supervisor? Uh,
2: the platform stuff, you know, it's true that all politics is local, but it's also true conversely that uh, I remember when I got the endorsement, somebody was like, ah, oh, Bernie's playing in local politics now in BFE Iowa. And it's also true that all politics is national. Everything that we do at the county level has some analog you know at the state level and nationally uh mm-hmm. and we're certainly always uh cogent of the fact that the local vandals those being the republicans in the state legislature are always chomping at the bit to see how it is that they can kneecap anything that we want to do here in johnson county that uh, might move the ball forward and so again it's it's Everything is local. And the, the stuff we're talking about, the stuff I'm talking about, is certainly congruent with what Senator Sanders has been preaching for, you know, since he was mayor of Burlington back in the 80s. Uh, it's important here. It's important there. It's important nationwide. You know, we need to, we need to realize the, the promise of the flag, for example. Uh, you know, that's that's aspirational to me. It's not something that we've done and so it's good and so we're going to fly it and be proud of it. It's, it's something we put out there because it is a promise we make to ourselves and to one another that we need to do better, whether that be rooting out structural racism, ensuring that everybody in this country gets a fair shake, an equal shake, regardless of what your circumstances are Regardless of what your demographics are, it's important that we take care of the folks that have taken it in the chin during the COVID crisis. Uh, You know, I was out at the fair yesterday doing a listening session, and somebody was complaining that the county's countenancing, you know, potentially giving some aid to folks who are here without the correct papers. You know, my background is I'm here at my late grandparents' place. Uh, my grandfather was a professional Nazi killer. Uh, One of the things that the Nazis liked to ask for were your papers, right? That's not what America is about. America isn't about proving where you come from or who or what you are. It's about why are you here and what can you do? And the people who have really taken it on the chin in the last 16 months or so through this crisis, and honestly a hell of a lot longer prior to that, yeah, maybe these folks aren't here in accordance with the law. But if you've tried, if you've known anybody who's tried to legally emigrate to this country, it's a basket case of a process and there isn't any equity in it. Yeah. So if you show up here and you work your ass off and you put yourself in harm's way during the midst of the worst pandemic we've seen in 100 years, and you're paying you're paying taxes because, you know, folks who borrow social security numbers they're paying taxes. They're never going to see those benefits. Mm-hmm. So they're just giving that progress away. Yeah, I, I damn well think those folks deserve some recompense for the risks that they've take, taken for, you know, the sacrifices that they've made. So that, frankly, people like me, comfortable, white, middle class people in professional jobs, you know, we were able to more or less go on about our life last year other than the psychic trauma of worrying you know about whether my folks were going to get sick or whatnot yeah honestly the, the the greatest hardship for us was i couldn't fucking get toilet paper for a couple of days whoop do yeah Oh uh, and, and so it's very important to me that we look forward at why are you here what are you doing what are you contributing and say yeah Maybe you do deserve some relief, regardless of what your legal status is here, uh, because people are not just whatever papers they have in their dossier, whether it's what they're carrying in their wallet or whether it's the paper that the government maintains on them.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. how how is that? Me- One of the things you mentioned earlier was the, the messaging to people whose trust we've lost or trust we have yet to earn in a red now, state in a red <laughs> state. Now, Iowa is ha- now I a red to- state.
0: Really, really fast. As John's giving all this information out, I'm thinking and just picturing in my head the face people make when they would meet you in person, wearing a cowboy hat, smoking cigarettes, and saying you're a Democrat because that just doesn't happen in this state. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, we all live here, so we kind of know, but for people that are going to watch this or listen to this out of the state, it's not primarily a red state, but you don't usually get someone that looks like John with your kind of political background and ideology. It just, it's very, it's expected. Like if I had just looked at a picture of you, John, I would have assumed, oh, he's a Republican, he's conservative. Mm-hmm. But how A lot how often, of people do make that. Uh, and and how, how often, like when, because I would see you doing these events, how often would you get that response when, when, you would, when someone would find out you are a Democrat, you're running as a Democrat, but yet you're still listening to their, their thoughts and concerns?
2: Well, uh, as you may have noticed, I'm pretty vocal in my opinions, and so it's generally not a long period of time (laughs) in between somebody
1: you dissuade them of that assumption pretty quick. Yeah,
2: precisely. (laughs) Uh, I I do remember uh, back in '16, uh, dear friend of mine, Kate Ravot, down here, she got integrated into the Bernie Sanders campaign before I did, and that's how I came on board. And so I show up to this event. And you could just tell looking at Kate you know she was like you are the worst dressed Republican fucking plant I've ever seen (laughs) this is bullshit you guys aren't even trying anymore but then over the course of weeks and months throughout the campaign you know uh, I had the opportunity to demonstrate that you know I actually believe what I'm on about Uh, this isn't me putting on airs or anything and I'm originally from Wyoming. You know, if if I were trying to do something similar to this back in Wyoming, it would be different because there are a lot of guys in cowboy hats out there, but here the thing is the cowboy hat is it's my business card. And I think most people who, you know, pay much attention to anything, they see the hat and they pretty much immediately know now, uh, who and what they're dealing with. Uh, so that's gotten easier. But it's still, it's also been interesting because, you know, Johnson County is one of the larger counties in the state. And uh, there's a lot of folks here who didn't have the first idea who I was when I started running for supervisor all of, you know, three months ago or whatever. feels like 40 years, but uh, I, I was mayor of Lone Tree here for two years. I was on the democratic party state central committee for one term, two years, uh, the second congressional district central committee, but still there's a lot of folks in Iowa city that had no idea who I was. And it was almost always enjoyable to be in the moment, uh, whether it was somebody who agreed or disagreed with me to just see the realization wash over them that, uh, Oh, this is not what I had expected. And yeah, yeah I, I enjoy playing
1: against type. It 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 does seem like a a rather fun realization to watch dawn on people. And just for record, I did some uh reading. Uh You earned it wasn't just that you won; you earned sixty six percent of the votes in Johnson County when you won, and that was fourteen thousand votes cast, little uh, almost fifteen thousand. Uh, and it was the highest turnout for any special election in the last 20 years. So it was a, a rather resounding win and And a minute ago, you know I kind of asked about the the taking that message and the one you just kind of distilled, how are you going to those voters that we didn't get to or we didn't earn their trust? Uh, how have they reacted to the the type of message that Bernie presents, the type of message that progressives present, the type of message that Democrats offer? But maybe it's not messaged correctly, or maybe the messenger isn't received very well here. Like how how do you take that and go from the University of Iowa, where, you know, that message resounds, like resonates mm-hmm. with students, mm-hmm. with progressives, with faculty with you know the the community but how do you gain that trust outside of that kind of core constituency and build the coalition outwards from there because you've seemed to have done it and that's part of why i really wanted to have you on the show was to talk about the actual like rubber meat in the road level of sure. voter engagement how how does so, that how does that work can you, can you share anything with us on on yeah how that works. Yeah, there, there there's a couple of different things and the first thing I want to address Do we all need to stuff... get cowboy hats? Is that is that the first
0: <laughs> we all need to get cowboy hats. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. I'd be fine.
1: Well there you go. Problem solved.
2: All right. It's been good talking to you boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I accomplished all you needed to accomplish yeah.
2: here. Yeah. Let's call it a day. So the the first thing is there's there's a lot of stuff that uh that wasn't me that I, I want to address that and acknowledge that. Uh, had a hell of a lot of good organizers and volunteers out there doing you know God's own work to get the word out. Special elections are tough, tough because you know nobody knew that they were that it was happening. For the first month that we were out there campaigning, it was between like 95 and ninety eight percent of people that we were approaching. Did't even know that there was a special election going on? And so the organizing and volunteer help that I had was tremendous. Uh, that's something that I can't do myself. But anybody who wants to run for, you know, any office uh, larger than like Lone Tree Mayor, for example, you're going you're going to need uh, people who know what they're doing, who know the lay of the land, who know who the players are, who know where the resources are. So that's that's one thing. Another thing is, I want to say it since like 1958, there has not been a Republican elected to countywide office in Johnson County except in a special election for county supervisor in 2013, uh, Republican won to fill out the duration term just like I just did, uh, and then was immediately defeated when he ran for a full term 18 months later or whatever. And so that was eight years ago. And I know that Johnson County with the turnover with the student population and whatnot, there isn't always that institutional memory in every corner of the county. But still, a lot of folks did remember that it's only been eight years since a Republican snuck in during a special election. And so that helped. In terms of what I personally did, uh, you know, I wanted to contest every vote in every corner of the county i know that my campaign manager and i we occasionally uh, tom carsner brilliant guy couldn't have done it without him uh but we would occasionally get sideways he'd be like well if somebody wants a yard sign who lives at the end of a cul-de-sac out in you know the sticks we should focus on getting those yard signs in yards in iowa city where they're going to get more eyeballs and i said no if, if you want a yard sign and if you live in Johnson County, if you want a barn sign and you live in Johnson County, I don't give a damn where you live. You're going to get one because I want anybody who's out in the middle of nowhere. I want there to be an opportunity for them to see that I'm out there playing for every vote, that I'm not just going to try and get elected on the strength of the Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty vote. Fact of the matter is, that is what got me elected. I live down here in Lone Tree and I lost two to one down here, but I still have the margin from the previous supervisor election where in uh, the rural precincts, I think it was negative 44 and then this election, it was negative 21. It's not something that we can fix in one cycle, but it's something we have to attack every cycle. We have to go after votes everywhere. We have to talk to everybody. Uh, it's, it's not so much that I think that other supervisors and other supervisor candidates, you know, are, are scared or anything, but it's just, you know, they live in Iowa city that people know that's where the people are. And so that's where you focus your efforts. Well, my, my approach is that's great for Johnson County and I'm focused on Johnson County, but I also am damn cogent of what the state statewide picture looks like and you know we cannot elect a Democratic governor on the strength of Iowa City we have got to get out into the rural areas and we've got to cut down on the Republican margins we might not win in the rural areas but we can't get blown out every fucking election we have to be out there we have to be talking to people even I will tell you, both running for supervisor, but also running for mayor. Lone Tree is a plus-six Republican community. Just getting out there and listening to people, even if the end of the conversation is, thank you, I disrespectfully agree, and that's not how I would govern if elected, people still respect that. They want to be heard, even if at the end of the day, The answer is going to be, no, I'm I'm not going to support whatever it is that you want me to support. Uh, But a lot of times it is stuff that you can support. There's people who, you know, everybody wants better roads. Uh, So much of this pandemic shit has gotten politicized. But if you could magically rewind the clock 18 months uh, before everything got away from us. You know, if we had done a better job of getting out there and talking to folks on their turf, in their language, you know, maybe we could have prevented some of the, you know, 6,000 plus deaths that we've had in this state from the, uh, from the virus. And, you know, that's probably, well, it's certainly a vast undercount of what the actual toll of this virus has been, but we just have to get out there and, you know,
1: beat the bushes and one some of the things that that um you've just touched on is the 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 rural urban rural divide and then listening to people and addressing their needs and one of the big things that's happening right now there's the American recovery act American rescue plan with funds that are coming from the federal government and they're going all the way down to the county level so I think it's counties above 50,000 get uh, uh, with a population of above 50,000 get a, a chunk of money that's used for recovery. Now, help us understand how you're going to bridge the gap because you have some very specific plans on how to utilize those funds on a county level to make the lives better of residents in the area. Not just you know, and I'm not picking on anything, but it, not just rebuilding something for a uh, an interest that's a large, you know, mm-hmm. a large interest in the county. Or if I, uh, I'll I'll bring it to Lynn County. We're not going to use it to make the arena better, right? You have right. you have bigger plans, and oh, we'll make the arena a large arena for whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. we use the federal funds to make the arena uh, uh, have a retractable roof or some dumb shit like that. How would mm-hmm. you use the funds in Johnson County? um how do you address those people's needs so that when you go run for re-election which i saw that you were you mentioned today that you're planning on serving out this full term and then running for a, another full term finishing out the remainder of this term and running for another full term when you yeah, go to run uh, for that full term how do you how are you going to go what are you going to do now to show those people like you you're living up to your promises
2: well the thing is i am an For the two of you that follow me on Twitter, uh, you know, this might surprise you a little bit, but I'm not uh, ideologue in the sense that, you know, I took some political science classes, but I haven't read a bunch of political treaties and uh, history and theory and that sort of thing. I'm very much a value-driven person. My values, when it comes to the American Rescue Plan money, yeah. You know, it's to help people that need help that have sacrificed so much over the past 16 months or so. And I also am very conscious of the fact that there's a lot of stuff I don't know. It's been a very uh, humbling six, seven weeks since I've been sworn in, in terms of Really uh, grappling with the scope of what county government does in a state such as Iowa, and we've got a lot of work to do. We we would have a lot of work to do if it hadn't been for the pandemic. In terms, yes, and of, and just to
1: interject, sorry, because hmm. most of the activity for pandemic recovery for pandemic response went from the federal government down to the state government and the state government kicked it down to the county government. So on a county level, that's where we're seeing a lot of the response on a local level for the pandemic. So you came in and the, you know, the, during the pandemic and having to manage that response too. So for, for those of you watching at home, you know, the, the type of person that you're listening to right now is the type of person who's doing the pandemic response. So, the, and I know you've been in for six to, six to eight weeks, so you're relatively new. And I don't expect you to have figured out all of the intricacies of uh, local government in that time. So it's more of a, uh, um, you know, the, the plan or now that you're, you're, in, you're diving in, how, how are you finding it working? And then how are you planning on making the, the recovery plan work for Johnson County, using that money to, to build it out in a more egalitarian way? Is mm-hmm. Mainly the focus. So the 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 previous supervisors,
2: uh, of which I'm now one, they started a working group back in February. They meet weekly. They've brought on some additional professional staff. Uh, we just uh, approved a contract with a firm to go out and you know actively locate and solicitate input from all corners of the community, all corners of the county. And it, it is frustrating. You know, I've, I've previously been a mayor and I understood very well then that I might have been the chief executive of the city of Lone Tree, population 1,447. And I did have real authority, day-to-day management over folks that I don't have as a county supervisor because there's five of us. And, you know, for the most part, we're co-equal. The chair and vice chair do have a little bit more juice. But really, the the thing that I think we would be well uh, to teach in civics classes and our civics curricula in this country is dog shit. But the thing is, so much of... Exercising political power—it's not like you just come in and and you shake your fist and you say it's going yeah. to be this way. This isn't the is in Hollywood. That's right. It is soft skills. It is horse trading. It's quiet stuff behind the scenes, uh, ensuring that you have you know good relationships with people that you frequently disagree with. You know there are four other Democrats on the board. But we're all our own individuals. We all have you know our own history that we bring to this possession. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, if I piss in their Wheaties, I'm not gonna be able to get shit done that is important to me. And so it is internally measuring the urgency of the moment versus you know building good relationships and the external considerations mm-hmm. of you know, uh, explaining to folks who supported me, who, you know, some of them might be on the verge of foreclosure. Some of them are probably already, you know, living rough. They can't pay for their, you know, kids' food. I I get it. And it's not an exaggeration to say that it sometimes keeps me up nights. Uh, I wrestle with it, but I also know that if I just go in there and I grab everybody by their shirt collars and I say, God damn it, this is what we're going to do, well, that's a pretty good recipe for that not happening. Uh, And it's also, you know, uh, a getting to know one another period where you're figuring out what these relationships are going to look like. Uh, That's probably the most difficult thing for me. At the end of the day, I know exactly what I want to do, but I'm working building out consensus how, around it. yeah, Precisely. Uh, and it just frustrates the hell out of me that it's taking this long. I think we're going to make some progress in terms of actually being in a position where we can start moving some emergency aid right this minute, uh, here pretty soon, uh, Counties have to have uh, general assistance programs. They might be called different things in different counties, but that's been around forever. And we've just expanded the eligibility criteria for ours. So hopefully, we can meet some of these immediate needs now while we also go through that slow moving government process where we go out and we seek everybody's input and we try to build consensus. So that yeah, uh, you know, we're not putting uh, a retractable roof
1: on Kinnick Slater, you know. Uh, right. Now, real quick, before we get too far from it, what was mm-hmm. what is the Johnson County program that people can access to once you right have now. that immediate need? The what's that program called? It's called the General Assistance
2: Program, the GAP program, and you can find information on that at JohnsonCountyIowa.gov. Uh, and while I'm talking about the Johnson County website, I do also want to take a moment to plug, we're doing a survey. So the gap <clears throat> stuff is very good if you have an immediate critical need now. But for everybody in Johnson County, even if you don't live in Johnson County, but if you have an interest here, whether you work here, whether you've got family here, whether you're just somebody who gives a damn, if you go to johnsoncountyiowa.gov slash arpa there's a link to a survey there that we're running to try and solicit feedback from many folks in the county and who care about the county as possible.
1: Okay. Excellent. And we'll link to both of those in there's the, the show notes and in the YouTube notes. So if you, you. If you need support from the the gap assistance program uh, it'll be on the, the show notes. Um, Adam will link to it and by we, I'm, I sincerely mean it when I say Adam, I yeah, do not do the it, I do that. not do the WWs. I don't do the Okay, ones so,
2: do so so Adam, I, I appreciate that and that's that's important. But one thing that I do want to put a bug in everybody's ear, whether they're in Johnson County, whether they're in Iowa, wherever the hell you're at. It is super important and it's super impactful for regular people to interface with their elected officials. Whether that's showing up at a meeting, whether that's sending an email whatever. Uh, you know, one of the things that I repeatedly said when I was running is the, the special interests, whatever that special interest might be, they have money, they have lobbyists, they pay mm-hmm. people to do this shit professionally. Ordinary people don't have that kind of organization frequently. And so it's utterly urgent that everybody always be reaching out to their local officials and to their state and federal officials as well because you know we get invitations and queries all the time from different associations trade groups uh, political groups but it's very impactful for us to hear from just regular people who you know their stake is not necessarily that you know, they're going to make a million bucks off of some development or whatever. It's like, hey, this is what I need to pay my rent, to keep my lights on, to keep yeah. my kids fit and clothed. Uh, and I, I hope that, you know, we all do a good job in being approachable and that we listen to folks because, you know, there, there's no lobbyist group for undocumented people, for example. There's a lot of NGOs doing critically important work there, but they depend on donations. They don't have lawyers making, you know, six figure salaries that can write model legislation and ordinances for us.
1: Yeah. I've, I've been to, when I was in DC for work, I stopped by my representative's office and I said, I demanded to sit down for a meeting in a couple of them and, uh, it was in the height of the the discussions about healthcare when they were trying to vote out Obamacare and vote down healthcare. How'd that and go? He, uh, they sat there and they basically <laughs> said, "Like, get fucked." Right. Pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I bet, was sitting I here. I
2: bet they didn't. I bet they didn't say get fucked though.
1: They didn't literally say get fucked, but they <laughs> like. I I was very concerned about some specifics in the bill about the the requirements for healthcare being. Uh, lowered and wanted to know whether that was true or not. And they said, like, we don't know. I haven't read the bill. I have no idea. Would you vote against that or these specific things? I I don't know. Like, basically, wouldn't answer any questions. They sat down as a formality because I was a constituent. I demanded, like, I I want to sit down with your person in charge of healthcare. They didn't care. Uh, And the people walking in behind me had, they were business owners. And they had, they were greeted uh, by name and. Um, I had an appointment but um, but then when I started interacting on a local level we have face to faces like this obviously this is over you know restream.io or whatever but pre-pandemic I could have interactions and this is where the rubber meets the road this is where the multi-billion dollar American recovery plan American rescue plan that it was voted on by Congress they didn't say here's you know eight million dollars for you know clothing the, the homeless or housing the homeless or here's 8 million. They, they said, here's, here's $80 million uh, for Johnson County or, you know, the $46 billion, it was just for county level support. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to the rubber meeting the road for policies that you see in the spotlight on a, on a federal level, it comes down to the state or the state congressional office or, or the county level or the city level. For enacting those policies, and that's where people, I feel like there's a bit of a gap uh-huh. between our conceptualization of politics and how they affect our daily lives. And and your role, the mayor's role, you know, in Cedar Rapids, the where I live or the area where I live, the mayor's role is pretty, pretty uh, important for how the federal mm-hmm. policy interacts and intersects with my life, and my kids' life, and the education they receive. And, the yeah. uh, so help, I guess on the closing note, I'd like to hear about that. And then I'd like to hear about your, your organization, and how you created or built your organization in the, uh, for, for rent for office.
2: Well, okay. So I, I just want to touch on this briefly. This is real, yeah. uh, really in the weeds and it's not necessarily, uh, what we're talking about, but I do just want to say that the legislative process at both the state and federal level has really gotten screwed up uh, where you've got leadership, you know, putting together, putting forth language. Like when you're off scene. I don't know if it would have been, uh, which representative it would have been, if it would have been
1: Abby or a, a whatever. Oh, no, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, Senator Grassley's office, Senator ah. Ernst's office, and uh, Rod Blum's office. This is back when okay. the Rod Blum Oh
2: Oh, back then when, when Rod was in. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It, so this is not in their defense. This is actually uh, a criticism of them, but they skate because they can honestly say, yeah, we haven't seen the language because they have outsourced the legislative process. You know, at the state level, we hear a lot about ALEC, and they really are the literal boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, federally, you've got such a... To- toxic bitches brew of organizations that are crafting legislative language in the dead of night that they just, you know, Mitch McConnell uh, gets out of his coffin in the evening
1: or whatever and <laughs> said,
2: oh, okay, this looks good, boys. Let's run with
1: <laughs> it's it. It's his shell. Uh, it's not exaggerating. Yeah, his shell. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're, we're, we're using different metaphors, but we're getting in yeah, the same, same direction. Thing. Yeah. Locally, uh, and by locally, I mean at like the city and county level, that isn't as big of a thing, but it's certainly something we need to remain vigilant against. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I did just want to take 45 seconds to make of that course. quick detour. And I also wanted to give you an opportunity to repose your questions so I could have a <laughs> swig of beer. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a wonderful so, way to do that. Uh, Good that, job.
1: Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of that covers, um, you know, the rubber meeting the road a little bit on a county level. So the enacting mm-hmm. federal, the federal vision, or the 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 people that are in the spotlight. You see federal uh, mm-hmm. uh, coverage on the news, but then there's that county enactment. Um, right. Th- that was that was the main thing we wanted to kind of drive home is enacting with you or, Engaging with your local representatives on a county level, a city level, uh, a city council level, the mayor's office uh, to to see how they're going to take those funds or take those initiatives and drive them down, to the, drive them down to the community. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that covered it really well. But then kind of one of the things I wanted to talk you touched on real briefly that I've seen again and again with. Uh, people running for office having to create a a support network from the ground up mm-hmm. so if i wanted to run for office there's not necessary and by i i mean like the listener right like i'm not i am not sure. li- running for office but if a person wanted no, to run No i've for seen office- your
2: campaign paperwork
1: yeah <laughs> we <laughs> promised not to talk about it right there was <laughs> stuff we didn't yeah anyway it's embargoed man uh, yeah. so anyway the the the, the for people Uh, Thinking about running, one of the daunting things is finding a campaign manager, Mm -hmm. finding supporters, finding people who will knock those doors and make those phone calls and do the unsexy work of the day-to-day, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to sit out there as the the candidate and and in front of the microphone, in front of the cameras. uh, In Iowa, you're standing on a straw bale, inevitably. Uh,
2: I've
1: got one right behind me. Yeah, (laughs) sitting on one. The, the, the building of the support network, the people who manage all those things, is, is non-existent at times. Uh, and it's not easy to either create it or there's no structure in which uh, progressives or Democrats can mm-hmm. like, resurrect an old structure. Right. Is that How did you do it? Did you resurrect something in Johnson County? Uh, or did you kind of have it from running over a lone tree or did you build it on your own? For scratch starting this gig (laughs)
2: uh so when i run for mayor alone tree uh my total disbursement was i can't remember exactly i think it was like 68 bucks (laughs) i had some i had some buttons it wasn't even enough where it didn't even have to file a report yeah. We're just about to close the books on this thing for the county supervisor run, and we're probably going to be in the neighborhood of 17,000. So it's it's a different scale running for county office in Johnson mm-hmm. County than it is running for small-town mayor. In terms of uh, the organization and you know the volunteers and stuff, there's two ways that you can approach this. And, Sean, I'm glad you brought this up because this goes back to the conversation we were having at the top about statewide messaging and the, uh, you know, the, the health of the Iowa Democratic Party writ large, there's two ways you can do it. You can do it, and it's gonna piss some people off, but fuck it. You can do it the mercenary way, which yeah. is you can raise seven, eight figure sums of money, largely from out of state, because uh, somebody in California has a hard-on for knocking Joni Ernst off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have loved to have seen Joni Ernst defeated. It mm-hmm. was important to me. I put up signs. I volunteered. I did the work. Yeah, But what, what that does is, you know, it, it, that sort of money, you can hire staff, and staff is important. I wasn't able to pay none of mine, but – these folks don't have the bona days to be able to come into communities and know, you know, what's the difference between the VFW and the American Legion? What's the difference between Lone Tree and Riverside? They're not organically in these communities. And don't get me wrong, I I respect the hell out of the legions of young people that Descend upon Iowa every four years. Every time that there's a presidential campaign. Because, you know, these folks are young, idealistic. They work their tails off. Uh, They get abused, you know, in terms of what the requirements are. But still, you know, they're, they're folks parachuting in. The other way you can do it is you can exist in a place for a period of time And you can make connections. I I also said earlier, you know, there's a lot of folks in Johnson County who did not know who the hell I was when I started this run. There's still folks who don't know who the hell I am, uh, because some folks exist in a a bubble of privilege where they frankly don't need to give a shit what county government's doing. Mm -hmm. But for other people who do care, who are involved day to day, you know, they recognize that I'm here. I've I've run into some people who they're like, okay, yeah, I, I'm familiar with who you are. I know you were a Bernie guy and I don't like you. I did not support you. I did not want to get behind you. But at the same time I don't want Phil Hemingway, the Republican who ran against me. I didn't want Phil Hemingway to run. So I was gonna be, you know, neutral to you know semi warm in your way. But it's like, you know, these people have got to know you. It's not something where you can bring in hired guns from out of state that they're going to try. You know, I've got nothing against California. I just use them as an example. I don't give a shit if you're from California. I don't give a shit if you're from Omaha. If you don't live in Iowa, if you haven't been here for a period of time, you don't know what's going on here, no matter how closely you follow my Twitter feed, for example. Mm -hmm. Because I am a single dimension here. My dimension is informed by the fact that I've got roots here. Uh, You don't have to have been here for 150 years or whatever, but you have to at least have been here long enough that you know what the name of the streets are, you know what the volunteer organizations are, you're paying attention, you know what the issues are. So I I think that's the best answer that I can give. It's got to be organic. Money sure helps. But money is not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Uh, frequently, it is just, you know, a good way for us to keep warm in the cold February mornings, uh, because too many statewide, especially Democratic campaigns, uh, you know, confuse dollar bills for corn pellets.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> especially around fair time. Yeah, that's gets a little different. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm just happy to talk to somebody in politics that doesn't talk to me like a robot. Cause that's been my biggest, yes. I've, I've said many times in the show with Sean, um, that I feel politically homeless. Um, uh, I have a hard time identifying with Republicans. I have a hard time identifying with Democrats. I will agree with some things Republicans say in the state, cause I know there's a very big difference between being a Republican in Iowa than a Republican in Massachusetts. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, Democrats will say stuff that I agree with and then they'll say something on a national platform and I'm like, gross, get away from me. And that's actually one thing you had on your website before we wrap up. You used the term, uh, you were talking about President Biden's build back better and you said, let us meet not the challenge of his rhetoric but the opportunity of our time. And I like that you used the word rhetoric because you were acknowledging the fact that, yes, that's a national campaign. Mm -hmm. It's going to get national attention. Obviously, there was a lot that we had to deal with as americans when the election happened because we didn't we kind of knew the winner but we had to wait a while Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of rhetoric on a national scale and that doesn't necessarily have to apply locally and that's kind of why to me you were somebody that was really refreshing um just because you know um you you don't talk like a robot you give your thoughts like you said as you were mentioning before you might encounter somebody that you don't necessarily agree with or they don't agree with you but you're still giving your thought and you're not just following a talking point that is popular uh you know in d c and that's kind of one thing that i I've, I've kind of get confused by when I talk to people locally here in Iowa about politics. They identify so much with these nationalistic uh you know congressmen and congresswomen and I'm just like you know th- these people th- the people like like you John are you're actually in the trenches here locally who who really cares what you know <laughs> what Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell are saying Um, Mm -hmm. they they have some direction but as Sean pointed out a lot of this stuff is now getting funneled down to the local level and when you can have these important conversations I mean we're having a I think a pretty important conversation now um, that people you know can can join in on and listen to and watch but I I like what you said about engagement and 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 kudos to you for you know not sounding like a robot, because I've been to many, many of these elections that, that come through every four years, um, and it's very uncomfortable to me when the candidate is yeah. speaking like a robot. I can't identify with it. So thank you for for being authentic and just giving your your thoughts and and, and, and not being fake. Because well, thank
2: a lot. you, uh, and and I know you know I mentioned Carsner, my campaign chair, a little bit ago, and you know frequently. To his benefit, he's not on Twitter, but occasionally he'd hop on and he'd see something that I'd post, and he'd call me, and I could hear over the phone the uh, the crackle of his hair because it was on fire.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And just the other day, a county employee was telling me, you know, what the fuck are you doing? This is this is not going. Uh, this is not how you think about this stuff. If you want to get reelected and what I told them, you know, same thing I'm going to tell you right now is I'm more interested in doing the business of good governance than I am about, you know, campaigning, giving a shit about getting reelected. You know, clearly I, I, I want to win reelection next year, but I think that too frequently Folks uh, confuse the order of operation uh, with carts and horses. I think that if I do the best that I can, that you know, if I govern in Johnson County the best that I can, that the reelection stuff is going to take care of itself. I'm not mm-hmm. concerned about it because, frankly, I don't have time to be. Uh, th- this is a big fucking job. Uh, if yeah. if if somebody shows up and they wanna you know intimidate me because they're gonna run against me or contribute to somebody who might run against me, you know that doesn't fucking scare me. What scares <laughs> me is the hundred sixty thousand people of this county that I'm now responsible for. that terrifies me. That's what keeps me up at night is failing the people of this county. Uh, and if I don't get reelected you know what? It's probably because I don't deserve to be reelected, and I'm going to work the best I can at doing the best that I can at governing Johnson County, and
1: some things will take care of themselves.
0: I like it. Could yeah. not
1: think of a better way to to yeah. cap this off. That's fantastic, Good John. You, uh, I tell you what: you're six months, six weeks in. Uh, I have a series of questions for you when you're six months, eight months, 12 months in about the lessons you've learned transitioning that vision that you talked about to mm-hmm. action and how building coalitions works and how running headlong sometimes isn't the best route. And I'd like to to follow up with you uh, here in the next six, eight months and find out how it's working. Can you want to come back on anytime
2: Yeah, absolutely, but at the same time, I want to add to the way that you frame that about not running headlong into things is sometimes not the best way. I also need to remind myself every fucking day that while it is important to build coalitions, to do partnership work, that there's still a lot of people out there right now that... You know, they don't know yeah. how the hell they're, they're going to make it through the next, you know, six, six days, let alone six months. Right. And that, that's the thing that I wrestle with is working out how to build coalitions while also maintaining the fire under my own ass that there are people out there right fucking now that are in a bad way and that we have the power, the authority and the responsibility as neighbors to help these folks, uh, so I, I hope that uh, whenever six, eight months, whenever that time comes, I hope that I can offer a, a positive report to you folks uh, but it's it, it, it's hard, yeah, and, and I hope that I'm up to the task.
0: I know that. you are. So I'll be I'll be pleasantly surprised. But but thank you for coming on the show, John. Uh, you can follow John on Twitter at Modest Holdings. Good follow on Twitter. Uh, I, I initially started following John because of Sean and interacting with John talking about the weather. And then now it's transitioned to this whole other level of politics, which I love. Um and it it's just it's just a good time. And I'm I'm glad you uh took the time out of your schedule to uh to come on here and talk to us. We really appreciate it, man.
2: Hey, I'm more than happy to join you for an episode where we just shoot the shit about the weather. Uh, I, I would love to do that, too. You know, too. That's, that's excellent uh, 101 <laughs> political skill building is you got to be able to bitch
1: about the weather.
0: Absolutely. Always,
1: always bitch about the weather. And also, John, I picked up a little bit of, like, Jealousy about the fact that Captain Kirk will be born in Riverside and and not Lone Tree. Where did it go? So we're gonna have to unpack that. Um maybe there's yeah. a couch you can lay back, and we'll Adam and I'll kind of walk you through those yeah. feelings. Yeah. So the thing
2: about becoming uh county supervisors, my uh, health benefits don't start until the first of the month. Uh yeah. but when my health benefits do commence, I will Take a note, and I will discuss my Kirk being born in Riverside yeah. uh, conundrum is something that I need to discuss with my therapist.
1: There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like it felt like something there, and I just you know wanted to bring it up as friends now. You know,
0: I like it. Good stuff. <laughs> I forgot about that. I saw you guys goofing about that on Twitter. That was good. All right, John. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank John. you,
2: gentlemen. Have a wonderful evening. All right,
0: yeah. You too. You too. John Green at Modest Holdings on the Twitter, and uh, good dude, man. That was fun. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we had John on the show. That was a good. Time. For those of
1: you, for those of you concerned or confused, sorry, confused, not concerned. Uh, Riverside, Iowa, is the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. Yeah, it's worth the, the, the captain of, of the the Enterprise. So yeah. you can Google it. There's there's a festival every year in honor of his future birthdate. Uh, Gene Roddenberry wrote into the wrote into the character that he was born in Iowa. So, for those of you wondering where that joke came from, uh, Gene Roddenberry. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I like it. I want to get like a John Green sign now. I'm moving to Marion, so I'm like completely out of his county. But I just want to pop one in my. I'm like, hey, everybody, look at this dude. It, Check this out. It
1: is impor- It is important that there are people who are doing that work. And for any of you that are like, oh, that was a puff like interview fuck yeah it was yeah like
0: this well can we the idea
1: was that he is running in from a rural area of iowa in a very urban seat he was able to transition that message he was able to take a progressive message and earn the vote he's doing the work of taking the federal initiatives of a democratic and of a democratic administration and driving it into things that matter into a uh a uh, a county level that the national focus is on the money that is appropriated by Congress but there's very little focus of how the fucking money is spent and I wasn't really exaggerating when I said the money being spent in Lynn County I, I don't know the specifics yet of where, how the money's going to be spent but I remember the fucking flood money from yeah. FEMA yeah. and they repaved a fucking road with it instead of building a goddamn flood wall. Yeah. And so guys like me what f- 6 years later we're out sandbagging, literally fucking putting sand into bags for businesses that flooded 5 years 6 years earlier with money that went to repaving a fucking road.
0: Funding just went through too like in the last year so now we actually have like yeah. actual flood walls but it took like yes. what 10 years, maybe more than that just to get. Flood that-
1: of 08. And so we're we're yeah. thirteen years later, and we're finally getting the m- money. Was appropriated, and then Congressman after Congressman, a woman, were saying we're going to get money for a flood wall. We had money.
0: Yeah, we did. We had but... we
1: had FEMA money.
0: Yeah, and
1: they didn't spend like it. It there's a the m- there's a rubber meeting the road here that I feel like John embodies where that, that spirit is in the right place and so now we're going to see the the spirit meeting the county government and how those things can interact and and I got I got a sincere sense from him that he cares w- when he focuses on the people he cares about at the, at the end of the day those people are the peop- the human beings who live in his district or in his is is county not the companies that make up the economic development coalition
0: no i agree and and I that's know, why i
1: wanted him on the the show
0: well quickly too like i know you said like the the puff piece line like this this podcast is the discussion we're not the, like uh, you know national public radio <laughs> so like we're, yeah. we're just gonna have people come on here and talk yeah. to us so you know if you're gonna hold us to journalistic integrity i mean obviously this isn't the the show for that we just wanted to come on and yeah. have a conversation and I, again, I you know John. If any on,
1: Republican wants to come on, I'm, I would be thrilled. I would love to have Republicans come on. I know,
0: thrilled. I know, probably you wouldn't want to talk to them for very long, but I I would love no, to talk to Republicans would, in the state I because
1: I love to talk to Republicans. And say, yeah.
0: So to... Why?
1: What, how much did you sell your soul for? I'm wondering. <laughs> look... I'm wondering this. So, like, how many people died in COVID, and you're an anti-masker? Tell me
0: about that. And then, There's a lot of Republicans in the state, and I think yeah. it's going to keep getting redder and redder, uh, based on some data I've been seeing. Unfortunately, um, but at the same time, though, I do think it's it's worth our our time to talk to those people because if they're going to be the ones making the decisions, they need to know what people think. And I know they're going to mm-hmm. justify that based on voting, but that not doesn't that always necessarily the case to justify redder, it with.
1: Yeah, but redder just go to your to your point, redder and redder in terms of more Republican.
0: Absolutely, but like
1: I I have had conversations with people that are died in the wool conservatives. Conservatives is in like Republicans. Watch Fox, OAN. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I've had conversations with them, and they'll say things like, "Have you seen that show Million Dollar Decks?" What does
0: somebody need with a million dollar deck for? And you're like,
3: <laughs> "Why?
1: There? What?"
0: And then you're voting for you know that dude who has that deck. And- and you're like, "Why? Hold on." Yeah.
1: So, what do you think should if you had somebody with a million dollar deck, and they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna spend a million dollars on my deck." Hey, I want to have these conversations with them, and and but I don't know how to. I don't at the in the moment know how to engage with that person to kind of push them my way or pull them
0: my way, right? Just understand the ideology in or general. The, I,
1: Yes, and so that's what some of the use that's where some of the drive for this show is is the like bridging that gap and yeah. holding those discussions with people who like maybe somebody like that, like, wait a minute there there are people with too much money in this world. There are people with too much money in this country. there are too much there are people with too much money in this in this city or the state. There are three billionaires with space programs at what at what level maybe it's not the the person with a couple businesses that are like the ice cream parlor and a and a burger joint but like at what threshold do we say like there shouldn't be people starving literally a mile and a half from where you have a million dollar deck right and and part of like the john and his message or John, his ability to carry that message to those people is that somebody like, um, it, somebody like maybe Bernie or somebody like, um, I'm trying to think of another prominent, uh, um, another prominent Democrat who might have similar ideology, but, um, uh, fuck me. Somebody That's like good. me wearing a, a white collared shirt with a tie and a suit and carrying that message of, like, you know, beep, boop, beep, boop, a little bit of a robot here talking about taxation policy. Like, I, it doesn't resonate, right? But if I wear this and I have my t shirt on and my jeans and my work boots and I have a conversation about taxation policy, meaning that, like, okay, you can have your million dollar deck on your fourth home after we take care of the whole kids don't have enough to eat thing. Like how does that, how does that message messenger work?
0: I'm so glad you walked into this by the way. And I don't even think you realize what you walked into. Um, a couple months ago we were having a conversation about Tulsi Gabbard and how you, it was hard for you to listen to her granted my take on Tulsi was that she was, didn't sound like a robot and I had gone to many of her speeches and then I would go to like, uh, you know, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren and and Pete Buttigieg and I would go to, and it just sounded like, Oh,
1: sorry. Pete Buttigieg was the exact one I was looking for in my example of like, like first off, I don't like Pete Buttigieg, but like Pete Buttigieg couldn't come and say the same shit. Well, yeah. The same people and have them like take him, Seriously, but sorry to interrupt.
0: Well, I was just, I, it, and I didn't want to immediately make this comparison with John on because I don't, I don't know how he feels about Tulsi Gabbard because it, it's a, it's a controversial person in the Democratic Party. But she, um, she, she kind of slid in and did a little uh, digging at the billionaires going into space, and I thought I would share this tweet with Sean, <laughs> and it was what Tulsi said. <laughs> she said, "As the billionaires and power elite look down upon our planet, they believe they own." From the heavenly perch, regular folks struggle to pay rent and put food on the table. Never has the divide between the elite and the rest of us been so stark. And the last week we were talking about um, the, the oh, what was his name? The other billionaire, not Elon. Not Elon Richard, Branson. Richard Branson going into space. And I was like looking up like, I know everyone's like railing on Richard Branson, but he's donated money and Sean's like, yeah, so what? And we, we have this like very brief cut. Con- and then I'm scrolling Twitter and Tulsi is just fucking punching the billionaires in the dick. And I'm like, this, this goes back to my, the, the comment that you made where she's so hard to pin politically because she'll say something that you disagree with. And then I'm, I know you, you reading that, you're agree like, that. Yeah, I know
1: it's, but I just don't trust Tulsi. That she shares my to- my my ideology. I know That's you all. always
0: you, you always use the line Tulsi's not it. your friend. I know. Tulsi-
1: I just don't. No, no. Tulsi can be my friend. Tulsi is not my friend.
0: Does that make sense? No, yeah. yeah, it does. It makes sense. Tulsi
1: and I can stand on the same side of the red line. Sometimes, Tulsi and I stand on the opposite side of the red line. Oh yeah. And I can't ever predict
0: what she's going to say
1: because if she if she tweeted out something to the effect of. Space exploration. Space space exploration took another deep, like great step today. This is the power of you know American ingenuity. I've been, I'd have fucking rolled my eyes, but it mm-hmm. like
0: she kept knows, railing was, against it the whole week. I was
1: good. like, oh boy, Fuck, good for her. Honestly, I'll give her <laughs> points. I'll give her points. Like rail against it. Jeff Bezos came down and was like, thank you to all the employees of Amazon. I who know made it was so possible. gross. Yeah, you made them pee in bottles.
0: But at the same time, you need in like, bottles so you can f- go to
1: fucking I, space, man.
0: I fuck. I fucking use Amazon Prime though. I love Amazon Prime, and I. I it's it's sure. a, it's a struggle. It's like I know how bad things are going at Amazon, but I, I use it myself too. So it's a it's, useful
1: service that destroyed America. it. Is. I yeah. know. I know.
0: Um, do we want to talk about TikTok before we wrap fuck this up? Yeah. So yes, and
1: I have. A, I need to go. I need, we need to watch that video. I know. I have it queued up. I'll, I'll get it going. All right. Yeah. So
0: um last week we do our show yeah. and Sean's like, dude, are you on TikTok? And I'm like, no, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get on fucking TikTok. It's just a bunch of girls, like, dancing. Choreo- and t- Sean's like, no, 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 no. Yeah.
1: It's, but yeah, there's a significant amount of that. But There's also a significant
0: amount of it, but I also, by the way, Sean warned me about the algorithm on TikTok that if you yeah. start to like certain videos, like, for instance, people farting, uh, a lot of your feed's going to be people <laughs> farting and shitting and... <laughs> So that's my feed, Is that dude. what you did? Oh, boy. <laughs> I love me a good rip, and I think they're hilarious. And then all of a sudden, I'm just seeing dudes ripping ass and girls ripping – a lot of girls ripping ass, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just like, what is – I'm, I'm, I'm sending instant daughter. messages to, like, Sean. I'm like, Sean, what is this app? And you're like, dude <laughs> –
1: <laughs> my daughter is obsessed with like getting a cat i'm deathly allergic not deathly i'm yeah. very allergic to cats we have okay. three dogs who would eat okay. the cat and we will not get a cat my daughter is is very focused on loving cats she wants to be a cat owner and so we were on the couch made him breakfast we're on the couch and said, like, hey you guys you kids want to watch some tiktok videos with dad so we cuddle <laughs> on the couch and i looked up kitten videos so we watched like i don't know 2030 kitten videos and my kids would race each other for like hitting the heart. Yeah. It feeds me kitten videos to this day off of that, because like of that. 30 minute session of like liking cat videos. <laughs> so I'll get like politics stuff, like how to fix it, science stuff, physics, cat video, cat, cat video, video art video, video, cat video, fart, physics, yep. cat video, how to yep. build a cabinet, cat video. <laughs>
0: pretty much how it goes with it yeah. it's a it's a day what's i shouldn't call it a, a dangerous algorithm but it's definitely it's responsive it, it's, it's very yeah. yes that's a wonderful word it's yeah. very responsive to the things you're you're enjoying and liking um you sent me by the way i'll we'll, we'll plug ours after this but you yeah. sent me this uh this tiktok of uh marjorie taylor green and uh oh boy she's uh i i think i told you she was in the news recently for going to the Holocaust Museum, holding a press conference and apologizing for referring to COVID sanctions as being just like the Holocaust. And now she's doing another. It's like it's like it was like a temporary like, yeah, I better apologize. Yeah. And now she's just like fucking right back at it again. Um, let me see if I can dial this up here because this was. You
1: play it. I'm going to run. I'll be back in like okay. 60 okay. seconds.
0: Okay, Sean will be right what back. We so I already watched it is... like nine times and I raged at <laughs> it i have to refresh this by the way so let's 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 bring this in here let me see if i can get this up side by side here with us um she's talking about dr fauci which i have a thought on this and i don't think sean's gonna like it but i'll wait till sean gets back but let's let me refresh and we'll replay this and see what she has to say here
3: i'm very proud to sponsor the fire fauci act and i'm grateful to my colleagues here for co-sponsoring this bill because the american people deserve answers The Fire Fauci Act will bring Dr. Fauci's salary down to zero and also will require the Senate to confirm someone to fill his position. You see, Dr. Fauci was not elected by the American people. He was not chosen to guide our economy. He was not chosen to rule over parents and their children's education. But yet, Dr. Fauci very much controlled our lives for the past year dr fauci there is a lot of information that needs to come out on him and as you all have seen with the emails that came out that he owes the american people a lot of answers but he also owes the world a lot of answers and i'm very proud to sponsor the fire fauci act and i'm grateful to my colleagues here we're co-sponsoring this bill because the American people okay. deserve answers. I think that was it
0: right there. So she's. Uh, here, I'll get Sean back in here. So we played the clip. Um, that's shit, crazy, dude. So here, the Fire I,
1: I, Fauci Act.
0: I have to ask you about this because I, 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 I think this is a legitimate point, and you'll probably disagree with me. Um, the gain of function that's stuff that's come out about about Dr. Fauci gave me a little pause for concern. And that that was, was, if you don't know what that is, that is research that immediately led to the situation we're in now. It was paused under the Obama administration because they wanted nothing to do with it. They thought it was way too dangerous. It kind of got shuffled under the rug um, until COVID hit. And then people started to go back and kind of examine it a little bit. And then it got ramped up again under President Trump.
1: So gain, and, gain of function for those that don't understand. Yes.
0: Yeah, you can explain. Is it.
1: the deliberate taking of a viral pathogen or a biological pathogen gaining its capabilities and its virality or it's something that would anticipate a natural growth so that you could take that substance or that virus or that biological agent and develop a immunity to it or develop an antigen to it and then kill it in the lab? So all this is based in a lab where you, let's say, bird flu, because you, you, we have regularly, we have bird flu. One of the big things uh, uh, is that people are worried about bird flu becoming human human transmissible because it's very deadly to birds. It's very damaging to the bird population. And in uh, confinement-type uh, farming, like we have in Iowa for chickens, for turkey, whatever, uh, you could see bird flu develop and then rapidly... Uh, bounce through all these birds, mutate and potentially be human-to-human transmissible, which is what happened for swine flu, right? Mm -hmm. So I had swine flu, cough and cough and cough for a long time. Didn't get a tail or anything. But the bird flu has a potential of being very deadly should it become human-to-human transmissible and have a breakout period like what COVID did. And so the idea of a gain of function would be to take bird flu, in birds, make it human human transmissible in a lab and then develop a vaccine or study it to be able to use the science for the development of a vaccine, contain it all in a lab, and then if it ever came out in human-to-human transmissible, you have the basic science done, the genome sequencing done, and the general gist of how to create a vaccine
0: for it because the you know, obama administration said nah no thanks we're not going to do that and that it that changed and because
1: it's also the basis for a bioweapon like yeah like it's, it's also dangerous. the basis for fucking a bioweapon it, it just program, it just right? doesn't it you just can make a gain of function good. program look like a gain of function program for public health but also yeah a bioweapon bioweapon too and dr fauci is adamant that the, the there was no gain of function done on the coronavirus and i know that that um uh what's his name from kentucky Ron, rand, rand paul, paul yeah, questioned yeah. him on gain of function and he actually got pretty angry about it mm-hmm. that the issue one is the messenger You got rand or rand paul being your fucking messenger and he's
0: it's not helpful.
1: He has blown any credibility he may have.
0: Even if what he's saying isn't totally untrue, the messenger is not messenger it's not, is not, not, not the best person. And he's... The, he the also other,
1: deliberately chooses to misunderstand the science.
0: He does. He also, right. though, had some pretty damaging emails that... Doct, which, by the way, the fact that that got public, I thought was interesting. Um Now, the initial emails were basically everything that you talked about where he was telling people not to not wear a mask because they wanted to protect the first responders, which makes sense. But it also was it was confusing for your average person to go, well, why is he saying don't wear a mask? And then he's saying wear a mask. And then he's further in emails to people saying, well, you can wear a mask, but it's not going to help you um, regardless. And that this was after he made the comment about first responders. So there's obviously some genuine concern, and then when you have that genuine concern about Dr. Fauci, you have someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene who's going to take advantage of that, and you know this is never going to go anywhere. It's just a political stunt to try to you know raise capital and stuff. Which by the way, she's not doing a very good job of right now no. with Matt Gates. I guess they're losing. They lost like I saw an article where they they were doing a, a joint campaign together to fundraise, and they're actually losing money. Um, so it's not it's not it's not going too well. I'm thrilled about that. It's not going too well, but
1: the- but this is this is where a, uh, this is where I'll stop at at a blind adherence to party ideology or a blind adherence to defending the government. Yeah, I have an I have uh, if you put the de- the Republican Party versus Anthony Fauci, Doctor Fauci, um, in a place, and you asked me to rank the amount that i trust each of them either individually as republicans or as a party of republicans and dr fauci i will put dr fauci above every single one of them and there is not a insignificant gap between dr fauci and any republican pick them right my natural instinct is to trust dr fauci however that is only in the case of, a, of a, an exchange between the two. Correct. Right? When it comes to whether I trust my government or Dr. Fauci or, doc, or anybody, right, there is a certain amount of trust I have that the government is going to do, if guided correctly, the government has the capability of doing some good things. But I know it's guided by human beings. And I know those human beings have flaws. And they have considerations outside of just me. Or my family, or Iowa, or America, and that you can't, you can't always trust them the way you wish. So okay. I'll, I'll I'll couch all of that. But it's when everything weird, I've though. read about gain of about this gain of function one, all of these none of these emails were leaks.
0: No, they weren't right? leaks. They weren't I mean, leaks. They're... It was FOIA. No.
1: They fucking like they somebody said, "I want those emails." Yeah, and HHS CDC goes. Yeah, okay, here you go. Yeah. They gave him like it wasn't like it wasn't like somebody leaked them and there's some whistleblower within Dr. Fauci's office who's like, Look at what he's doing.
0: I don't know if anybody was anybody tried to position it like it was a whistleblower or like a leak or something. It was kind of weird. The
1: whole the whole the whole conversation from the Republican side, the conservative side around Dr. Fauci's is the the, the Fauci leaks, the Fauci emails. The it's a leak, an email leaks. And it wasn't leak, it's a FOIA request. Yeah. And they fucking gave them to him
0: it's just it's starting to get it's starting to get weird especially with the cdc we've had this conversation multiple times on the show about what the cdc was saying after vaccines were out and people had gotten their first or second shot and how it was green all the way down the graphic now the cdc is saying actually if you did get vaccinated you need to start masking up again because this variant's Mm -hmm. going on and we're not completely sure even though two months prior i was reading articles about how how protective the vaccine was even against this variant, and now the variant is starting to mutate, and now they're kind of backing off. Like, well, we—I know we said that, so yeah. you have to understand. From a, I know a f- couple
1: people a... who got the got COVID who were vaccinated, yeah, and and it is worrisome, and
0: it's wor—you it, you have but to understand I... your your basic person is gonna is gonna, you know, listen to what these people in the government are saying, and there's already mistrust about the government. And then they're going to they're going to immediately go well you said this and then now you're changing your mind about this so why should i have trusted you when you said this two months ago and now you're and again it's it's science i know i know science changes and evolves and i know that your average person can't understand that but also but, it's
1: on timeline though right like we, when when we were talking about the greenness of the cdc thing you and i were fucking shooting guns in the air yeah that was like that was what? wild type right it yeah, was, was wild like April, type that's yeah. b117 yeah and and then subsequent to that delta comes around
0: right yeah. like we started to see it it was like oh it's happening and it wasn't quite taken over right and even since now we it last is talked that yeah the numbers Skyrocket. are even higher. Yeah,
1: And so part of the reason is the virulence of it. And so now you're, yeah, you're 60 some percent protected against the, the Delta variant if you're va- if you're fully vaccinated. But like you're going to come into a contact with a lot of people who are going to have it. And mm-hmm. so those people who don't have that um, that level of immunization, like like 90 some percent like you do when it's wild type, you have you have 30 some percent of the vaccinated population get it.
0: I read and, the most depressing thing of a nurse in Oklahoma where patients were begging for the vaccine and she had to tell them it was too late, like I can't give it to you. And then they would die. And it was just like, oh, like just mm-hmm. it was it was it was hard to to fathom that what that yeah. person has to go through. But yeah. then I'm also surrounded by people that are like, Why would I get the vaccine? Why'd you get it? I don't understand. And then it's there's still this like like these are people with that have that had covid that are just yeah. like well i got the antibodies and i'm like well yeah that's true but you Don't might want to steer my time
1: but the the but yeah. here's the here's the general rub though dr fauci was wrong about masks in the opening months of the pandemic and in part used his wording because at the time they thought it was uh uh surface transmissible yeah. because they couldn't verify it was air to air right correct yeah and they didn't know that how aired, like they didn't know how transmissible it was. So, so I give him a little bit of leeway because it was at a point, he made a mistake at a point in which everyone was making assumptions or everyone was worried or he didn't want to worry anybody. And now you have the people who are beating the drum against Dr. Fauci are the same people who didn't want to admit that, that COVID was uh, real. Then they didn't want to admit COVID was a threat to America. Then they didn't want to admit that it was here. Then they didn't want to admit that it was here to stay. And then they wanted to say it was a, a political problem. And then they wanted to say it was the Democrats trying to make Do- uh, Donald Trump look bad. And then they wanted to say. Then they wanted to say like, go on and on and on that it was, uh, we needed to keep, and keep the economy in in mind and not. Not shut down and yeah. masking up is a, a violation of your right so at every single step at, and now you're now you have a, an entire fucking party Republican party conservatives libertarians saying that you don't need to get a vaccine some of them going so far as to say the vaccine's fucking 5g and you're gonna get a fucking 5g chip shot into you like and those are the people beating the drum against dr fauci I just don't fucking care and and if you do even show me that the there is evidence to gain a function uh, okay
0: kind of unfortunately I, we I mean I, I know why they I were get, doing it but it was like oof like it's could have been i I guess the point sean is it could have been prevented and but i i've also watched many documentaries about all the incredibly dangerous biological weapons that exist inside the CDC in Atlanta, that if those got out, I mean, it would be, it would be just as bad. Um, it just, be worse. it worse. it would be worse. It would be worse than what we're experiencing right now by far. Um, but this is
1: where, that's, that's where, that's where science comes from. That's where, is and like, that, lack of science. that's the part of thing where like the science illiterate like me, not illiterate because I can, I can literally read it. But it can be used to scare me relatively easily because I don't understand the ramifications of not doing it.
0: Right? Like how come state. there
1: hasn't been a pandemic since 1918? How come the flu hasn't modified itself into something that kills millions of people again? How come Ebola was contained
0: that was in Africa for, for the most while. part, right? Do you remember that talking point for about three weeks? Like. More people have died from the flu shot and then, then that talking point just kind of disappeared when that number completely like doubled and tripled yeah. and quadrupled and yeah, it was science alliteration is and, and then rampant.
1: But you have like a series of, it, you have a series of of scientific advances and I know that the CDC has safeguards, right? They have a, a shitload of safeguards. Mm-hmm. When I go to facilities that have controlled substances in them, they have safeguards. Sure. The, like physical protection from exterior incursion, but also like safeguards internally, which are obviously humans are, are flawed beings. And so they may, you know, become lax, but there is a scientific level when you go from what, like in the fifties, it was 2 billion people on, on planet earth. And now we got almost eight, 8 billion yeah. people in 2021. It, like, the research must be done in advance to understand virology, to understand immunization, like what immunizations need to have. Like it's just communicable diseases, pandemic yeah. responses. There's just shit needs to do. And
0: sometimes and- these things pop up in in these what, what was the the term for these uh, these mark wet markets um, mm-hmm. in China that I mean th- that that's been known for decades now that that could just pop up at any time. Outside yeah. of, you know, a basic scientific research. So swine flu? Remember swine flu? Yeah, it originated
1: in one of the Carolinas. Like but, it, everybody said, Oh, it's from South America. No, it originated in one of the Carolinas. Like bird but, flu eventually, you like I you you could go to the Des Moines Register, you go to the the Gazette and you could read about bird flu every couple three years. No,
0: I I totally agree. There's there's many examples, but I don't think I, I think some people are muddying the water between the gain-of-function stuff, and the lab leak theory, which was completely demonized when it first came out. And because, again, if President Trump said it, it's not true. And that, now granted, didn't vote for President Trump, had no intentions of voting for him, disagreed with a lot of the things he said, but when that came out and he repeated that, it was trounced down absolutely not this isn't happening and now we're starting to see actual concrete evidence that yeah this is very very likely what happened not not and and again that's the problem people are muddying the waters between this gain-of-function research and the lab leak and they're trying to co-promote the two and try to point a finger and throw rocks the lab leak theory to me is completely independent from this Mm gain-of-function stuff because it goes back to a lot of the stuff that what we you were talking about, which is basic research and science. But the lab leak stuff, it's got a lot of legs.
1: Let me do a little it's, bit more reading.
0: Because I would love it to talk seems more like there's that.
1: some there's some specifics that you want to cover that I'm, yeah, I'm getting League to stuff, a point dude, that my I'm not able to to speak to it. But the I lab think League that stuff
0: I, is freaking me out because I was one of the people like, oh no way, and now I'm like, oh no, it that's a that's a genuine okay. genuine Let thing. Let me read.
1: Let me read okay. about lab leaks and we'll we'll cover lab leaks. Okay, we'll follow up on that. Uh,
0: before on. we wrap up, Goose said, "Can we seriously explain the reluctance against the vaccine in the non-Caucasian population?" I didn't even know that that was a, a yeah. problem.
1: Yeah, we can talk about it. Like so, so we have a, a reluctance of vaccines in in broad swaths of America, but when it comes to vaccine reluctance in non-Caucasian populations, it's an earned reluctance, right? For decades, um, America has utilized our underprivileged minority populations as literal breeding grounds for studying syphilis, right? Um, There were studies of black men who were intentionally given syphilis and then monitored to see what their psychological reactions were to long-term exposure to syphilis there there is an earned reluctance from disadvantaged communities from the black community in america that when when medicine comes knocking they're not always your friend like go look at the data for white women versus black women in america for childbirth and infant mortality and, and mother mortality rates for the mother Right. Like there's an earned distrust because of our 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 system, our system was set up by and for white people. And so when you come around with a, a covid vaccine and the entire population or most of the population, the minority population knows that this hierarchy exists, whether we want to admit it or not, there is a, a certain. There is a certain um, hesitancy in those communities to trust that this time it's it's they're on the even footing this time. It's it's not like the other times this time we mean that you're going to get the equal treatment that you never have gotten before. Mm-hmm. And, and so that mistrust, I wish that they would get vaccinated. I, I believe in this vaccine. I have read primary documents on the vaccine, its contents. I have watched lectures by immunologists, by virologists, by science communicators. I am confident in this vaccine, its capabilities. It's the science behind it, the technology that is being used. Um, and I am impressed by it. I wish that I could convince others of its efficacy, of its safety, Um, and gain that widespread adherence. But we operate in a system that has chosen to use populations in America as guinea pigs, has used them as meat sacks for, for study. And that's the system that we have to deal with. And so the difference between a... A rural Republican who watches Tucker Carlson, and and looks up memes on Facebook and gets their information on vaccines from Facebook, and a and a black community in South Carolina, is worlds difference,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and in the the first, it's one of of, uh, putting themselves in this cocoon of ignorance, and in the second in that black community in you know south carolina it is a it is an example of how a government can abuse its people and almost permanently lose that trust yeah and we are all going to reap the whirlwind of that those policies of those people abusing that trust and there will be sections of america who don't get vaccinated because that, that trust was destroyed
0: I think they, they kind of knew that going in that there was going to be, yeah, you know, a percentage of people that just flat out were not going to get the the vaccination. But I think they thought it'd be a little bit more than what it is right now. And now we're kind of seeing the after effects. They've been they've been dubbing it the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, the CDC has. So well, you know, I hate I we kind of talked about this last time. I was like, eh. and then now, I'm like, what a week later, we're kind of in the same situation where it's starting to continue to go downhill. We're-
1: iowa was ready I, i was gonna have to throw away vaccine doses yeah and and i see another uh another you know youtube comment uh from goose can you put it on the screen for me yeah like we hear these politicians just hammer that we need to vaccinate minorities the vaccines are there they don't want them why it's not just it's not just now I feel as though the comment is putting the blame on minority populations and we do need to make sure so that I guess I'll address the first portion of this because vaccine politicians hammer that we need to vaccinate minorities. One, we need to ensure that our government's response at a federal state and local level treats people equally so that like what we saw in Florida uh, those that were politically connected got the first doses of vaccines that were shipped to the state, right? That those who usually are affluent and white get access to health care before anybody else or best health care flows to those that are, are, are affluent and white, me, right? The system is set up to cater to me, affluent and white, middle class and white, affluent and white, whatever. It is deliberately built that way and there are people who are left out of that system and so when you see politicians hammer we need to make sure this gets out to minorities or or someone like me who hammers we need to make sure this fucking vaccine is free the research is open we need to release that to the world and let them manufacture their own vaccines because we have third-world disparities in access to this vaccine where Iowa gets more shipped to it than it can handle now because we have lower vaccination rates and we're going to throw away hundreds of thousands of doses. Meanwhile, there are people in, in third-world countries, there are people in second world, there are people in Japan who don't have access to the fucking vaccine mm-hmm. because American companies are making a profit off of it and they don't want to give away their IP rights. So they're going to maintain the, the deliberate... Uh, uh, funneling of this vaccine through the distribution networks that they own, the manufacturing networks that they own and control, and they won't release it to the wider world because that would mean giving it profits because that would yeah. mean releasing the IP out to someone who can make it in India, someone who can make it in Africa, in South Africa and East uh, uh, Southeast Asia and in the Middle East and in Russia or in you know Western Europe, South America
0: it's so gross
1: that that they would be giving up profits that could potentially go to them. So they would the, those companies would rather say, Fuck you, you have to wait two to three years. Mm. Meanwhile, we're gonna have more and more, more and more variants that are gonna threaten my family, my community, my kids, my parents, me, because we wanna maintain profits.
0: And as Goosey just alluded to, he said, "Welcome to the pharmaceutical industry." I mean, this is unfortunately big pharma. I mean, this is it's nothing, nothing new. It just sucks that this has to also be part of vaccines as well.
1: One hundred percent. And now we're now the thing that I was trying to bridge the gap with John, or the thing that that I, you know, Goose. I don't think he'd mind me saying he and I are like polar opposites on the, on the ideological spectrum but when it comes to shit like this it, it doesn't matter your your political no, ideology shouldn't it is a it is a scam it doesn't matter if you're a trump supporter or a bernie supporter you can look at that pharmaceutical industry and know it's a scam mm-hmm. and so messages like that can resonate i goose i if i ever run for office and goose is a constituent he may fucking hate the way i talk but he knows i mean it right and and goose may think like fuck i hate that guy but i think if he ever gets into office my pharmaceutical like my prescriptions would actually be lower and i know i won't go bankrupt if i have, have a kid yeah. i know i won't go bankrupt if i if i get into a car accident right because somebody like sean's gonna actually give a shit or somebody like john green's gonna actually give a shit Hell yeah and so the the that's where going back, I guess, an hour and a half now, I to know. the opening discussions there with with John was leading to was bridging that gap and finding that commonality and what we can discuss and agree on and say like mm-hmm. let's hang our head on, let's hang our hat on that whether it's yeah. a baseball hat or a cowboy hat, and then the the yeah and and so then going to his earlier comment about these politicians and hammer that we need to vaccinate minorities. The vaccines are there. Why don't they want them? The second part puts the onus on the minorities for not getting vaccinated. When a very, very large amount of both conservatives who believe Tucker Carlson, who believe this big bullshit myth about vaccines causing infertility, who cause vaccines causing, you know, 5G network, you're in the 5G network and their government tracker or whatever. Like, there's a whole slew of people on the right that oh believe my. that crazy ass shit.
0: Yeah. And there's
1: also a whole slew of people on the left, like the, the ideological left, the tree hugging left that believes that vaccines are unhealthy for children because it's unproven technology that's foreign bodies and blah, 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 blah. Right? Anti
0: vaxxers, yeah. That existed before COVID, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a a whole anti vaxxer crowd that was traditionally associated with the left that is a whole other problem. So, like, it is a a pan ideological problem. And we can't allow the, the mistrust of minority populations that they have towards our medical community and our government. We can't allow anybody to demonize those communities in particular for their hesitancy for vaccines when that one's earned right through just basic history meanwhile there's there are karens and i don't know the male equivalent of a karen
0: a chad maybe her chad Chad, yeah karen's and
1: chad's or (laughs) karen's and chad's who are and I have a best friend's name's Chad, so if you're see his Chad, I'm super sorry, bud. you're not that but guy. You're not yeah. not you're not the Chad I'm talking about. You're not that guy. I'm about. But no. those people who are just like, I don't feel like learning about science. Fuck yeah. it. You Jesus. know what I mean? Like That's
0: the other one. That's my th- other favorite. There's one. a difference.
1: There's a Jesus difference.
0: This blood will protect me from this. I I've saw I I've I've saw that one. Had people say that to my face. Yeah. I thought that that was a joke. I thought that was a no. meme, and then someone said it to me, and I went, "Uh, what?" Uh, and K? what? And that's when you know can't have a conversation with this person. This is right. this is conversation. I have over.
1: a place to go. See you later. Gotta
0: go, everybody. Pretty much.
1: But you can't. You can't equate. You can't equate those people, right? Like, I know I, I know. have succumbed to misinformation. Fuck you! It's my freedom. And then, like, ah, my community was yeah. literally ravaged by the federal government yeah. when they were committing like, I know
0: there's experiments
1: on my ancestors. So there's, there's a
0: difference. I agree. Yeah, there's a massive difference. Ah, uh, by the way, we have a TikTok, and we're trying to promote that. And Our. it's here. Um, I'm gonna pop it up on the screen here. Let me see if I can get the TikToks. Yeah. There's a there's some shots of Sean there talking away. That was yeah. oh, that was tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did that right right before this. Yeah. It's you great. did. Great. Uh, actually, can we play this one that you did today? That's a uh, sure. rock and roll. F- All right, let's pop this, this is one up.
3: The same thing that happened in Germany in 19
1: 19- to Ireland and those Gardai in particular. Sorry about the wild-eyed American anti-masker. It's not a thing we really want to explore.
0: <laughs> the anti-maskers are always fun, but uh Man, yeah, like dude. can you imagine being fucking 16
1: months into this shit and I still know. being anti-masker? Like I, I masks know. are my freedom.
0: Fuck me you. Off, off. And if
1: you go watch that full video, there's this really funny Garda uh who's a guard so in yeah. in Ireland, they're in Ireland and there is a I don't know where their their legislature uh w- what level they're on, but there's this Garda who's blocking the doors and there's a rule that you can't enter without a mask on. And so there's this irish woman trying to gain entry and she's saying this is you you're not allowing me to enter and you're physically stopping me because they're standing there like this <laughs> not so letting weird. her walk by and she's like bumping into them she's like yeah. you're not this is like rape you're you're i don't consent to being touched you let me by you're like this is like rape and she's like she bumping into them oh my yeah God. as they have their hands up Oof. And then this American, like, wild-eyed American who's like, this is just like Germany in 1933. And then the yeah. Garda, the specific, like, I don't know, sergeant or whatever, the Garda is sitting there, and he's just sarcastic as shit to them. And I really, really enjoyed that because I have a certain affinity for Ireland. I've been there a couple of times. I love that country. The people were fucking wonderful. The, the Irish countryside was beautiful. It is, it. This, it is this picturesque, wonderful place in mm-hmm. which like they have been uh uh under the boot heel of oppression and they have shared uh solidarity with people. They have had a rich history that has been tried to that people have tried to erase, that they have persevered through a lot, they have fought for their freedom, they have a good general nature about things. I really they enjoyed have Guinness the
0: country. there too and the
1: yeah. And Jameson and yep. to, to watch this guard, I just stand there like, what is going on here? <laughs> what did you say? I told you what. You can just put, and it is just hilarious it's uh, total Irish, uh, yeah. to watch It's like completely like, fuck you, lady. This is completely ridiculous. It's, it and I'm hasn't gone it well it there
0: much. too. I have a buddy. We should yeah. probably try to get on the show if he, if he, we could time it up because he he lives in Dublin. Um, he's been telling me some horror stories about how they handled COVID there. So it's really yeah. So maybe we talk to him. Daryl O'Connor uh, is his name. So I'm we might have to have Come on. uh Goosey said we're way too old to have TikTok. I totally agree. I, I thought yeah. TikTok was like for fourteen-year-old girls, and then it completely. I I I told Sean this. I go, dude. I used Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram religiously. I have taken all three of those apps off my main screen on my phone. I am only looking at TikTok. The it. the design of it, the integration, yep. the algorithm, everything is great. I love it. I, I I had a bunch of my friends make fun of me this week. I'm like, dude, are you in tech? They're like, I'm never sure. going TikTok, but that's I right. It's, um, yeah.
1: I love it's it. Dumb. No, TikTok is the shit. It's really, you can, it's really you good. You can have people on there teaching you how to do physics. you can have people on there teaching you about other planets. You can have people on there doing funny dances. You can have people on there with some of the funniest shit you've ever fucking seen. You can learn about uh, building a deck. You can learn about fixing your car. You yep. can learn about put I, I, it is everything. Incredible. It is in like 15, 60, and uh, second, fifteen second, sixty second, three minute now clips, and. You can like, fuck, you, I can scroll through and learn about personal finance. And the next one's hilarious. And the next one's about politics. Whoop, keeps slipping.
0: It's Thank a you. rabbit hole, but it's great. I love it. Awesome. I'm so it impressed is with far it. The so. best poli- it is we're on it now. Yeah, we're that on f- it. Fly, over, fly politics. over politics. There you go. And it's yeah. all Sean. I'm letting, I'm letting Sean take the, so I, if, if, if I great. if I did I'm all this stuff, Sean's way better at the TikToks than me. So I'm yeah. going to learn. I'm going to try to learn. But uh, well, Sean, we're, we're over our a lot of time, but whatever. Uh, we we had a good talk with John Green. I thought that went well. And we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the, the TikTok stuff. So and then that divulged in the COVID because of the Marjorie Taylor Green thing. But that's why Marjorie Taylor Green. I know you do. <laughs> a lot of people. Ted yeah, Cruz, Marjorie Taylor it. Green. We we need to make like a a graphic and just kind of see like who does sean hate more this week and just yeah. kind of slide the heads up i think so
1: honestly i'll i'll fucking make one can we right get some head cutouts? i'll make a fit no i'll make a yeah oh that's a good one i was just gonna put yeah. their names on a little board and slide them no you got to do the
0: head cutouts and then just who and then we'll we'll glance back who who do you hate the most this week and they're like well man, have
1: to, ted
0: cruz yes, actually
1: <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to figure out how to work my wife's cricket there and make a little head cut out on Please like do. a uh, to put on uh,
0: little sticks, little little sticks, and then you can kind of. I'll put them kinda... onto
1: a magnet, and I'll get like a little magnet. Yes, magnet back would be there. better.
0: Yeah, and that'd we'll be better. Put
1: them into a little hierarchy. There'll be a triangle, and like Mitch McConnell, you know Antonin Scalia. I know he's been dead for a number of years, but fucking, it's just
0: really fun to. You have, gotta, like, You got to get a Tulsi one too. Toledo. So I can see where you're at with Tulsi, and then I'll decide yeah, when I want to bring her be... up. On... Yeah, man, she would. Sky. <laughs> like, I
1: feel like most of them would be like, oh, these two these two well, people's places this week. And then yeah. now and again, Tulsi'd skyrocket to the top and then plummet to the bottom. Come like, back oh, she's Okay. This week with what her current thing was like, okay, she's got people who are not being insane right now. And then yeah. later she'd be like, billionaires should have tax break all the way to the top. <laughs> Fuck well, you she's know never better. said that, Come but <laughs> you, know I
0: mean. you have this terrible, which by the way, we needed to just do a Tulsi episode. And I, I wanted you to have Tulsi's uh, a campaign year. director on, but I didn't know how that was going to go. Sean. I was like,
1: uh, Do you really? Yeah, we should yeah. have their campaign yeah. director on. Yeah. I will do more research.
0: So I'm I think like, she, I think she prepared. would do it. I don't know for a fact, but I th- she was very friendly. Uh, I talked to her a couple of times at a few uh, rallies in Cedar Rapids yeah. and uh I think she would. So she was the first okay. person I texted when I went to my Iowa caucus and I'm like, Hey, I was the one person that stood up and voted for Tulsi. She's like, Fuck yeah, man
1: It's <laughs> so, so funny. There was a dude in my caucus too. He's like, I'm here for Tulsi.
0: Yep. I just, wanted that dude? To
1: see, I just wanted to see that there was a vote from here and then we and join Bernie after after he's not if, Yeah. At
0: like, least Toste he was honest able. about it. Yeah. yeah. He was it's, honest it, about okay. it. All right. That's fine. All right. Whatever. I'll
1: reserve you a seat right here. It'll be empty <laughs> and i will have your name on it. Don't fucking leave.
0: Yep, don't leave, please. Yeah. Exactly. Which, by the way, prediction before we close. Are we having an Iowa caucus in like what two years? Yes. Is that the... Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Dude, it's too predictable. It's too ingrained into the process. There will be an Iowa caucus. Yes, yeah. like it's just too easy. There's too much money. There's people who have a ground game. There's people who have a whole fucking plan. They just pick it up and then they just put the new person's name at the top and then and then send it out to the Des Moines Register and all the channels. Like the it, there is a structure here. It is too much money to just.
0: Come let up it with go a new away yeah. yeah it's gonna, they're not gonna no
1: i i would it's put money on us. that i would put money i'll put a dollar that there will be a iowa caucus
0: okay i'll take that yeah. bet i agree um, it'll be good for us too, because then we'll have more stuff to talk about. You local. literally didn't take that bet. You said yeah. I'll take that bet. I'll agree. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. You're gonna
1: take the bet and agree, but you're just it. gonna be a I'm gonna, double it. I'm <laughs> double I'm gonna
0: Double down. I going to double down.
1: Adam doesn't uh, I don't go to Vegas with Adam. He no, I'm terrible
0: at gambling. I get I get nervous. I don't I know I want to gamble. <laughs> I don't I don't even, like if I go to Riverside, I'm like I lose like twenty bucks. I'm like, I'm done. I'm I'm out, I'm done. Everyone's like, I, I don't know just where that went. might as well have just burned it. Yeah, exactly. It was stupid. Uh, all right. Well, we will be. We should. Well, I don't know what Sean's scheduled next week. Are we thinking? Because um, I'm I'm gonna get busy here soon, dude. As yeah, you let's know, do it. Um, relocating week. to a different lo- location in the county, um, which will be interesting political wise. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna start doing some digging on that and just maybe see what I can find out. Um, but next week, yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, we'll um, figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. That's my, my my no one shoes. gives a shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Planning? What's that? We don't do that. We'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, I'm glad we had John on. I thought that was a great conversation. Was I was literally—he had so many sound bites. Like I've been trying to get in the habit of like, oh, that'd be good I to, know, to say. He had like let me count. Let me count: one, two, three, four, f- six sound bites. Yeah, he, he provided us, and I'm—it's going to be fun to just dump those out on TikTok, and and maybe we'll make John uh, TikTok famous. He probably doesn't want to be TikTok famous, but not. Really not. No, probably not. But too late but it'll be fun. So uh, follow us on the TikTok at flyover Politics. Uh On the on the Twitter, we are at flyover on Anchor. And then uh, the other wonderful uh, plug that we love to say, flyoverpolitics.live. That takes you right to the YouTube channel. And uh, like, subscribe, notify, and then, of course, look up Flyover Politics wherever you get uh, your podcast if you want to listen to us instead of stare at us. Uh, which, you know, that's fine, too. Whatever you want to do. And I will let Sean close up the show the way that he does every time we do one of these things.
1: As you walk through life, you got to build some solidarity and think for yourself,
0: folks. Have that you was heard? my chair, by the way. It sounded like I farted, but it was, right. that was my chair. Just you wanted to let everybody know. It's a TikTok video now.
3: I know. Sorry. <laughs> bye, bye, everybody.